Welcome, welcome, Destiny, to the Cosmica show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank yes. you for yes. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. I was so excited when I thought of you. Um, I'm really glad that I've had the opportunity to know you since I was very, very young. And we'll get into that. But also to see you grow and thrive with, with your business. So today I'm excited to share a lot of what I've learned from you and how you've impacted my life, um, especially in the last year or two um, through your business and to be able to connect you and have others feel that same impact today. That's that's my goal. So I want to introduce everyone to Destiny and I'll also allow her to introduce herself. But from I just want to give a little background of about Destiny. So she is a self-discovery guide who's very passionate about helping people reconnect with their body's wisdom. She's certified in journal therapy and integrative somatic trauma therapy. She's also a yoga teacher and a New York State licensed social worker. So Destiny would love to hear more about you, but that is Destiny. So welcome. 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 Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm excited to be here and just excited to be a part of this really awesome you know, venture, project, passion that you have. Um, so thank you for having me. As Jasenia said, my name is Destiny. I'm the founder of Kaona Wellness. I do coaching and consulting for individuals and companies, mostly focused on wellness education. Um, I think that we learn a lot of math and science and history in schools and in our traditional education, but nobody taught us how to process our feelings. Nobody teaches us how to connect with our body. Nobody even teaches us the invisible, if you will, connection between the mind and the body. Um, our traditional approaches to psychology just teach us to control our thoughts and focus on our thoughts and change them. And that is just simply not always helpful for communities of color who not only are hesitant to pursue mental health support in that way, um, but we also don't heal that way. Our indigenous ancestors did not heal that way. Our African ancestors did not heal that way. And so I focus on wellness education through that lens. I really enjoy an Eastern philosophy kind of approach, focus on mind body, really focus on somatics and, and energy work and doing so in community, which I think is the most important piece. So yeah, that's yeah. it. Yes, thank you for that overview and that introduction. Now, one thing that I have a question about, and I'm sure other people have a question about too, is how did this come up for you? Um, especially with your background, like reading about, you know, you went to school, you did your bachelor's, your master's, but how did you end up, especially with Kawana Wellness with your with your business? Can you walk us through that? It is a very long-winded journey and the short story is that it's not linear at all. I first followed a very linear path. I got my bachelor's in psychology from SUNY New Paltz by way of the Education Opportunity Program. And I got my master's in social work. I found out that I hated psychology the last year of my program because I hated how people were put in boxes. I hated that there was this focus of like, what's wrong? And let's diagnose you based off of what's wrong. Instead of looking at people through a holistic lens, 
and looking at people within the context of their environment, how they grew up, what's their cultural upbringing, etc. So I hated it, but I was already too many credits in. So I was like, screw it. I'm just going to finish this bad boy and continue. Yeah. And that's what inspired me to pursue social work. And that I love about social work. It gave me that person in context kind of view of things. Social workers ask the question, what happened to you? Not what's wrong with you, which I value very much. I took a very different approach in social work. I went the nonprofit management route, doing a lot of programming, staff and supervision, financial management, um, because mm-hmm. I feel like psychology gave me a lot of the clinical. And now I just wanted to know, like, how do you run something? Because yeah. my goal was I wanted to run my own nonprofit in college access. That was like my dream. So I did college access for nearly a decade um, in different capacities. And I just quit. Like I was over it. I had a very awful experience in 2019 with an employer and it just forced me to let that part go. And Mm. I went through like a very deep journey. But ultimately what I learned was, yes, I love college access. It's always going to be a part of my heart just because of how I feel about college. You know, college is not for everybody. Um, what I loved most was growing the students. That's what I realized. I realized that, yeah, the college piece was great, but it was watching a student go from the 11th grade to a college acceptance. It was watching a student not believe that they deserve a seat in higher education to getting these scholarships and their parents being super proud and them being super proud. And just that growth process, that's what I loved. Um, so I was like, how can I keep doing this? That That's what I really enjoy. And that's when I started working with people one-on-one. Um, I started holding these circles for women and I started blogging. My business started as a blog and I wanted to do more. Like I was writing, my backtrack a little bit. I started writing a blog and then I was like, this is not enough for me. Like just writing these words, I don't feel like I'm helping people the way I want to be yeah. helping people. And that's when I moved into doing one-on-one work and group work. Um, but to be very honest and transparent with you, how Kaona Wellness came to be is through my own development. Um, the more I hold mm. into who I am, the clearer Kaona became. Kaona came through a meditation download. Like... The more I focused on my own path and my own connection spiritually, the clearer Mm -hmm. it became how my gifts and the things that I'm good at, the things that I've studied are going to help the people in my community and the people that I serve. Um, I just followed the breadcrumbs. Little by little, people got Mm -hmm. to know me as the wellness girl or the girl that talks about mental health and then from there, the referrals came. Oh, this, she was my coach. She was awesome. Let me put you on. Then yeah. it came, oh, you coach them. I have this opportunity for a workshop. Come here. And so I didn't orchestrate that. I used to be a chaser and used to believe that I needed to make things happen, but I did not orchestrate any of that word of mouth. It was just me following my path, right? finding the rituals that work for me, um, being more myself, growing into my authenticity, and then the people who I resonated with found me. And that's Kaona. We're growing now. 
we got bigger contracts now. And now, you know, I'm getting into the weeds of like financial stuff and legal stuff. And that's all fun because we're like an actual business now. Um, but I don't, that doesn't scare me because I know as, as I continue to be in my authentic self, as long as I continue to grow, learn, um, be a teacher and teach, I, I'm sure I'm going to stay, you know, on purpose. Yes, yes. Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing all those moments that you had throughout your journey. And I, you know, listening to you, I'm curious about if you can pinpoint even beyond, I know you mentioned 2019, there being like a, a, a pivot that happened then. But was there a moment before that where you felt that um, that you had that insight into, okay, I think I need to, to pivot um, and start this wellness journey, not only for myself, but for other people. And when that happened, what kind of obstacles did you face? Because I think it's important to, to acknowledge um, some of the, the barriers that can come up that can make us hesitate what we're truly meant um, to do, where we're meant to serve, the people we're meant to help. So I'm wondering how that came up for you before, yeah. if it, before that moment in 2019. My journey, mm-hmm. my journey for myself, I would say, began in 2015. Mm. I started as a new single mom trying to discover myself. I was mad young, had my daughter really young. And I didn't know who the hell I was. I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know what I didn't like. So I just spent a year saying yes to everything because I was so young. I was like 22 or something like that. And... I was so regretful of life. And then I had to stop myself like, Miss Ma'am, you're 22. Why are you so regretful of life? There's like a lot more to live. And that started my own personal journey of like learning myself, loving myself, doing random things like taking bachata classes. I ended up joining a bachata team. I traveled so much that year, racked up mad credit card debt, but we don't got to talk about that. Um, <laughs> it was a good investment, but that's really when my own journey started for myself. Um, I never started my journey with the intent on sharing it. Um, I just did it for myself. And then I just found that the more I did share, the more people resonated with it and found it helpful. So I was like, oh, okay, then maybe I can share it perhaps. Um, so I did that yeah. for myself for a while. And then in 2018 is when I started blogging about it um, and realizing that I could help people, not just with my expertise, but also with my lived experience. Um, A barrier to my personal journey, I would say mm, being with myself was very hard. I didn't like it. I cried all the time when I was by myself. So I would like hyper look for people to be with or date because being with myself in my apartment when my daughter wasn't there was so hard, so hard. Um, So learning to be with myself was huge. Um, Journaling was very helpful for that. Um, I briefly started therapy, but I didn't stay in it. um, And I should have. and just sticking it out, just sticking out that discomfort. Um, in 2018, I started meditating 
hardest thing of my life. I used to hate meditating. I hated yoga when I first started doing yoga. I was like, this is so slow and I'm not losing any weight. And I, I just can't stop thinking it was the worst thing in the world. Um, but something in me was like, no, you have to keep going. Um, and I went to this like random energy workshop and I came out and the lady was like, okay, how was that for you? And I was like, that was awful. I just kept thinking all the time and I couldn't stop it. And she was such an angel. She was like, it's okay. Everyone starts off that way and you just have to keep going and it gets better. She was like, I'm four years into my practice and I still have days where I feel like you. So like, don't get discouraged. And she was right. But that was the barriers to my personal journey. Um, then my sharing kind of building my business barriers were imposter phenomenon feeling like who the hell am I to be doing this? Right. Like that still happens to me to this day in 2022, I just finished running a six week mental health program for young students in New York city, predominantly from Washington Heights. And I, in the beginning, I was like, God. How did I get here? Like, are you sure that I'm the person that's supposed to be doing this? I had a panel that I sat on in the beginning of the summer. The whole taxi there, I was like, are you sure that I'm the person? Like, how did I get here? Um, So I don't think that barriers ever leave. I think that we get better at embracing the inner critic embracing what's happening and learning that we can push through it anyway. And that just because these negative thoughts, these challenging experiences are happening, doesn't mean that we're not supposed to do the thing. It just means that it's challenging and we can get into all sorts of reasons why that's happening. Um, But at the forefront, it's just, you're doing hard things. And when you're doing hard things, your inner critic is going to want to wall out and you just, and tell it to relax. <laughs> Absolutely. Take a chill pill. <laughs> Take a corner. Exactly. You know, when you were, when you were talking about um, working through these barriers, one thing that came up uh, that I would love to hear about, especially as it relates to imposter syndrome, is knowing about the mentors or influential individuals in your life that made an impact because I I do feel that this imposter syndrome, feeling, emotion, thoughts comes from the fact that we don't see people like ourselves doing the work or fulfilling the passions or similar passions or anything really um, in our circle, in our network, in our community. So it's really, really hard to envision, to manifest, to visualize and put into action things that we've never seen in any area in our community or that we don't see often or we're so far away from it, we're so detached from it, that it's hard to really believe that we're capable. And even when we get the opportunities that we're meant to be there. So were there any people that you eventually saw, whether it was someone in your close circle or through social media, what have you, that had an impact or that influenced you to say, wait, I can do this or I want to do this? 100%. I would be, sorry about the dog downstairs. Um, 100%, I would not be where I am without my mentors. I would not be 
where I am without my mentors. Um, I think they're a very important part of my life. My EOP advisor is my rock. She's been in my life for since I was a freshman. So since 2010. So we're going on 12 years. And the magic of someone knowing you for that long and being able to speak to your growth is very affirming. Like this woman saw me when I was a scrawny freshman, like would not open my mouth, very shy. And that is very fulfilling. It helps ground me when I'm in these rooms that I don't feel like I belong. She's like, no, I've seen it in real time. So I promise you that you do. I Mm. also have my spiritual teacher who's also my coach she very instrumental in overall healing from different things that have happened in my life tapping into my gifts being more spiritually aware and and evolving spiritually she's been huge she was very grounding for me in learning more about my history understanding the effects of colonization on our community's spiritual practices. She made me do mad research. It was awesome because I'm, I'm a skeptic to the day I die. I love <laughs> spiritual conversations, but you better believe that I'm going to be doing some research afterwards because I just think people can get bamboozled with spirituality real quick. And I don't subscribe to that. Um, But she made me do a lot of research. She had me like on Encyclopedia Britannica out here learning about, you know, our ancestors' spiritual practices and how I could use them in Mm. real time. So that was very instrumental for me, too. I actively work through imposter phenomenon by grounding more into who I am, because these rooms if we're going to talk about imposter phenomenon, we got to talk about white supremacy. We got to talk about the ways in which systemically our people have not been able to gain access to these positions, types of employments, businesses, et cetera. And so I cannot count on a system that does not want to see me there to make room for me, to validate my existence. It's just never going to happen. So my way and my the way my mentors have helped me get through that is by grounding me in who I am and where I come from. And how how can I be proud of that so that I can enter a space and feel confident? Because I have these beautiful women, strong women who are propping me up. Yes, I love that they're in your support circle. And a question I have, especially when you're a college student, these uh, are academic advisors or whom have you that are in these positions that are meant to provide us guidance. It's hard to see them as someone that we can become because of this teacher-student dynamic that we're taught from so young. Like, I'm the teacher, you're the student. So how was it for you transitioning from student to adult slash professional, working professional, as I say, and still maintaining that relationship or bringing that relationship into this now transformed uh, state adulthood of life? How was that specifically with her? With Jess, it took a lot of time. It took Mm -hmm. time and it honestly took her consistency. It was all her consistency. Mm -hmm. The more I saw that she was still invested in me past graduation, I was like, wow, this lady really cares about me. Like 
she traveled hours to go watch me get an award. Um, after I graduated, she made sure I was okay at Columbia. I got pregnant shortly after graduation. She went to my baby shower. She bought my daughter gifts. She would check in on me and my daughter often. Um, so it took a couple years for me to be comfortable. And sometimes I still catch myself like I can't be too much crazy because you <laughs> you're still like the boss, like you're still yeah. my advisor. Um, but we've gone on trips together. We have I sleep over her house like we're, we're past. We're past it. And yeah. like I said, it was that consistency on her behalf. Because mm-hmm. then I knew I wasn't just a student to her. She truly cared about me as a human. Yes, that's beautiful. I We need, I'm glad that she exists because we do need more people like her, like yourself, that are just yes. helping people realize that they matter and that they can and that they're capable. And another question um, that comes up is your your spiritual coach. How did you come about wanting to have that, finding it useful for yourself, resourceful, that it was going to help you continue to thrive? Like when in your your journey, did you feel like I need to add this person to my support circle? So that story is kind of funny. So I had been starting my spiritual journey, like using social media, right? Just like Mm -hmm. learning little things. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this, blah, blah. And then I started lighting a candle at my altar and this one day I lit a candle and the intention behind the candle was to trust my gut. I wanted to, to foster that sense of listening to my intuition. And it was new. And I paid any mind. I don't know what the hell I was doing. To be very honest with you about that. The whole first, I would say, year and a half, I was very lost in the spiritual sauce. Um, very like performative, spiritual, like that was totally me. I will take full accountability for that. So I light this candle and I go on this Instagram live and this lady comes up and she's spitting. I was resonating. She was spitting all the gems Mm. and something within me was like, you need to work with her. And I was like, intuition, is that you? this lady comes up I don't know this lady but I feel like I know this lady mm. she was speaking on like intergenerational trauma and how we got to break the cycles and we got to trust our gifts and tapping into our spiritual selves and I was like no Etai, she's a Dominican woman lives in Washington Heights I'm like no this is my teacher so I signed up for a complimentary call and she's like okay what, how, why do you want to work with me? Like, how did you find me? And I was like, look, I'm going to be very honest with you. I lit a candle and it was, <laughs> and then you came up on my screen and I just felt it. I don't, I don't have any other elaborate answer for you. That's just it for me. Um, and that was a very different way of me going through things. Mm-hmm. I still did my analytical thing, right? I researched the crap out of her. I was like, what certifications do you have? Like all the analytical parts. Um, Mm. which are valid still, right? We should still practice discernment and critical thinking when we're doing this kind of spiritual evolving. Um, But she has opened my mind so much. Um, And Mm. she was by far the best investment I ever made, like period, period. Yes, I love that. I love that. Do you feel that um, along with your, your mentor, your coach, that there are other individuals that have helped you in your journey to support your journey. My two therapists, shout out to them. 
I am someone who yes, goes 100% therapy and coaching, both. If you can invest in them both, great. If you can't yes. pick one, but for me, both of them have been awesome. My sisters, like the people that I call friends, mm-hmm. I love them and they too support me. They remind me of my light. They remind me that when I, when I have days when I just cannot where I want to quit your my sisters are the people that are like no no sweetie you've come too far like you're so successful please keep going and truthfully that is something that I had to heal through um I think as women we or I'll speak for myself I had like an unhealthy sense of competition with other women Mm -hmm. and once I was able to heal that and heal scarcity right there's enough for everyone and to learn how to hype women up and empower them and know that there's room for all of us, change the game. I found my people, people that I can call and within a drop of a hat will be wherever I need them to be. They will do whatever I need them to do. That sounds a little manipulative, but like not in that way, like in the sense, oh, where, yes. like, yeah. in the sense <laughs> where they're like, you know, anything you call me for. I will do because I know your intentions and I know your heart and I know kind of the, what you're yes. here to do. Um, so yeah, my therapist and my sisters just can't live without them. That's beautiful. I'm so glad you have those people in your circle because of course things are going to come up and there's going to be really hard times. Yeah. And thinking about that and your journey and everywhere and everything you've gone through, what do you feel like is maybe one barrier? that you're working through right now? What's something I'm working through right now? I would say two things, playing bigger and my gut wants me to say receiving, but I feel like I am through that lesson. I guess not. Um, playing bigger, taking on bigger contracts, you know, being in spaces with people who I think I'm less than is a challenge for me right now. Um, less than in the sense that I feel like these people have a lot more experience and sometimes I'll be down dumbfounded. Like, what do you need me to come teach you? Because you're the CEO of God knows what, or like you're leading this program that, Get the ones you. I don't have nothing to teach you, but my spiritual teacher be like, ah, ah. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, we're no. not doing that. We're gonna unpack that because that's not you. Do have things to teach because that's why they came to you, and if you didn't, they wouldn't come to you. Um, exactly. so that's definitely one of my barriers right now. Just recognizing that what I have to say is important and. The way that I teach is valuable. The things that I have to teach are helpful to people. Um, Absolutely. And then receiving. Receiving is always going to be challenging for me. I love to give, but receiving gives me the heebie-jeebies. Receiving help, receiving things without like without giving something in return. Like someone buys me a drink and I'm like, oh, let me buy the next one. No, I don't want you to buy the next one. I just want you to take this one. Yes. So that's that. always really a big challenge for me. Yeah, life's not tit for tat. We get no. we get taught that. 
yeah. I don't know society somewhere along the line we get taught that and it's not like that you're it's not we don't we won't always know when we're going to receive that again the timing of it and it's usually yeah. not immediate so yeah. I, I really love that you you mentioned that because some people are able to give you something right now and maybe you don't want to or you can't give back in that moment um but there may be another time where you give to someone who really needs it and would have never expected it so I think that that that's a beautiful thing so thank you for for sharing that yeah um I wanted to ask you what are you most excited about right now with Gaona Gaona wellness what excites you the most or if you're looking forward to something. I just had the most successful summer in business that I've ever had. Yes. And it came. Thank you. And you're going to celebrate that. 100%. And it came <laughs> just months after legalizing the business. Um, I didn't put any money of mine to do it. It's just all been money from the business. So seeing how fast that happened, I'm really excited for what's next. Like, I'm really excited for my next, you know, divine assignment, my next universe assignment, because like I told you earlier, like, I don't, I used to be a go-getter. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to chase, chase, chase. But now I, when I sit back, it just comes, it just comes. And so I'm really excited to see where else the universe will place me. I always say my job is just to show up where God will have me. Um, God, higher power, you know, whatever, insert whatever word you believe in. To me, that's God. I do not believe that God is a he or a she. God is non-binary. They. <laughs> um, but wherever God will have me is where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more I align to that, the bigger opportunities I get. So I'm excited to see where it goes. It's going places. And what's meant for you will never miss you. I That's what I like that. to say. I'm also yes. really excited mm-hmm. to keep growing and keep learning. I will add that. There is a really awesome retreat I'm looking forward to attending. I'm someone that I will never stop learning because I learn for myself, but I also learn for the people that I teach and the people that I share space with. I'm so mm-hmm. also really excited for Kaona to, to grow in that way, you know, maybe expand offerings or make our offerings even better through the new knowledge that I acquire through these kind of retreats. Yes. Yeah, good stuff. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. And I only send good energy your way. And I know that it'll all happen much bigger than you can even see right now. So I'm really excited for you. I fully very, very excited. Like already, I'm like, I could have never imagined this. Like my thinking yeah. is way too limited for this. So mm-hmm. I'm just gonna let go and let God. <laughs> and what do you think helped you um to I wouldn't I guess attract is a good word to attract these opportunities for to allow them into your space. Cause there is a moment where when you're looking really, really small or you're pigeonholing yourself, like it's hard to even see that there are bigger opportunities, like almost like even jumping right around you. And when you mentioned like having these goals that you're just checking off, like it, you can imagine like just being tunnel vision. 
but sometimes that doesn't always serve you. So what do you feel like helped you see these bigger opportunities or welcome them in? Being in service without expecting anything in return. I spent Mm -hmm. a lot of years doing thankless work because I loved it. Because I loved it, because I believed in it, because I knew that part of my purpose and part of my calling was helping people. So I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's do it for fun. Let's, you know, help Mm -hmm. people. Got really positive feedback. Um, And all that positive feedback just snowballs into, boom, paid opportunities, word of mouth, so on and so forth. Um, And those opportunities to be of service taught me what I'm good at. It taught me, what do people come to me for? Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. taught me who my audience is, right? Like who do do I even attract on on an audience kind of level? Um, So yeah, I believe that being in service in that way in the beginning served a double purpose. It helped me learn about myself and my business, um, but it also helped me attract those opportunities later on because then people know what you're about. People know how you teach, you know that. You're going to deliver high quality stuff. I'm a service-based business. So that's very important to me. Um, So, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Because sometimes people may wonder, like, how did you get to where you are? And I think it's important to highlight that journey and the fact that you were so um, centered in service. I think it is a beautiful thing because I do feel that we are all meant to serve. But figuring that out is a process and then being able to carry it out is another. So hearing about how you've done that and how it's beautifully manifested itself into what it is now. I mean, I think that's really inspiring. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. I do want to add a caveat that sometimes we take the service too far and then we want to do everything for free because it's like, no, you know, I'll do this for free. People shouldn't pay me. Um, But there comes a time where, you know, you have that positive feedback that, you got to transition yes. into like the now pay me portion, you know? And I think that's different for everyone. Yeah. For me, Absolutely. it was a big like follow your intuition process. But um, there is a time where <laughs> you got to transition into knowing your worth and knowing that what you have to give is valuable. But yes, to me, starting yeah. off with service and just service, it helped me a lot. Yes, yes. Now I'm going to ask you the final questions that I have for you. Yeah. And the first is, how would you describe your dream life or at least your current one? My current dream life, I am authentically myself all the time. Mm. I own 100% of my time. Mm, Yes. I only work on projects that fill me with love and joy and are aligned with my values. And I live a life of luxurious ease. Like I cannot even front. Luxury to me is delicious. I think that I deserve it. And I want to live, you know, and not just in like material luxury, but, you know, luxurious experiences, traveling, seeing the world. And I want to be able to do that through aligned projects, owning my time um, and being authentically myself. Oh, those are good. I love that. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. The next is what are three things 
that can or do support you in living this dream life? My support system, 100%. And we talked about that, so I won't go into depth about that. My wellness and spiritual practices, the things that I do daily, weekly, monthly to upkeep my spirit, my body, and my mind can't go anywhere without those. And hmm. the last thing that comes to mind is just taking big risks, like doing things before I'm ready for them will get me to this dream life because it's going to just keep opening doors of opportunity that are going to give me more of those opportunities to grow. I love that you said before you're ready. Yeah. You're never going to be ready. You, if you mm-hmm. keep waiting for the moment that you're ready, te va a cansar esperando. It's never going to come because mm-hmm. you can't, I think one of the misconstrued things about confidence is that it occurs before you do something. When research actually tells us that confidence grows through action. So it's not like I have the confidence, so I'm going to give the speech. It's I'm going to give the speech and doing so before I was ready increased my confidence. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions on, you know, when we see people doing big things, it's not that they weren't scared. It's that they were scared and they did it anyway. And now, boom, now they can say they yeah. did scary things. And that increases the possibility that they will do it again in the future. Exactly. Exactly. You got to try in order to find out. and you're gonna fail and it's a part of the process the quicker you get used to failure and the quicker you decide that you're not going to take it personal because it's not you that's a failure it's the thing that you tried you can decide what you're going to learn and then you move on it's not a big deal everybody fails the richest people in this world failed billions of times and got fired billions of times if you're not failing you're not trying Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Learning, being able to focus on the lessons learned and stepping away from the ego is life-changing, life-changing. So I'm glad you you highlighted that because we all need that. We, we need the wake-up call sometimes. Yeah. And the very last thing is what is a piece of advice that you would give yourself and others? Expect the unexpected. you know one of my my first therapist that I love to death um she ended her practice and I it shattered my life I was sad (laughs) we were terminating (laughs) and I was like everything's always changing how am I supposed to like live like, you know, this I hate change. This is it's unstable. And she said, Yeah, you have to remember that you have to be the constant. So the world around you can continue to change and your circumstances are gonna change, but what doesn't or what you have control over is you and your practices and how you take care of yourself. And how you fortify yourself to deal with the changes. 
Um, so expect the unexpected and know that no matter what happens, you always have your back. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Almost like the stroke this way, but 100%. Period. No, I I think it's so true. I think we get caught up in in planning, like what we were talking about before, and in over planning essentially. So seeing it deviate from from that plan can be like super shocking but in reality nothing in life is planned we cannot predict anything it just so happens that there's sometimes it's coincidence at times but most of the time 99% unpredictable 100% unpredictable truly exactly so exactly so for I'm gonna pocket that <laughs> I love that I, I sometimes I forget that the road I picked is not necessarily the road I'm meant to go down so listen and the universe will humble you real quick yes it will like, oh you <laughs> thought that was your road congratulations here's a new one good luck I'll be like yeah. I didn't ask for this <laughs> yeah. but low-key you did you just didn't ask for it in this way Facts. that's what I I feel like it is so 100%. no, but thank you so much for giving all these gems that you dropped. I know that everything you shared is definitely going to help empower somebody to make them feel supported and make them feel capable of really putting action behind those dreams that they have, especially if maybe they even have a dream as similar to you. I hope, especially for people of color, that they're able to see that there are people just like them doing what they want to do or something very similar and that they're very capable so thank you so much for your time today for sharing your story your journey i would love for you to share more about how people can find you and learn more yeah again thank you this is such a powerful space and what you're doing is so important so thank you for considering me thank you for you know giving me a platform to be my authentic (laughs) self Always, always. You can find me on Instagram at Kaona Wellness, C-A-O-N-A Wellness. Kaona is gold in Taino because I believe in finding our inner gold and letting that shine. Um, find me at Kaona Wellness. My website is there um, and definitely want to plug my one-on-one coaching offering. So I work primarily with women of color in self-discovery, understanding themselves, understanding their inner desires, their passions, and how those things work together Um, and really connecting the mind and the body because I think sometimes that's really disconnected and it causes a lot of turmoil. Um, So if you're interested in that, in my Instagram, you'll have that link and it has all my offerings, coaching, consulting, everything. Thank you. Thank you, Destiny. Yes, everyone, please reach out because she's amazing. And I know that she can help guide you in achieving your dreams. So thank you. The feeling is mutual. Thanks, boo. You're welcome. (laughs) Follow us on social media to be one of our lucky winners of You Are the Light in the Dark, a self-discovery journal by Destiny Moore Salvida. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please follow, subscribe on any of your favorite platforms, and I'll see you next time.